welcome back to the Jones Chronicles history. I would love to call this podcast that's what I call history, but I'm pretty sure someone's already patented that shit. I'm your host, Christina. What we discuss here is Black Americans in history past that slavery period that we do tend to heavily focus on in American uh, textbooks, but we have so much more history in the world besides that. So this is my attempt to contribute to society by <laughs> by finding stories and articles and things like that that are relevant, that expand uh, our knowledge of our actual history and not the ones just written in textbooks by by non non minorities. So two articles I have stumbled across. I think that we'll be able to cover in the 30 minutes here uh, is the divide between blacks and the Irish, as well as we might get through most of this article in regards to uh, before race mattered, what archives tell us about early encounters in the French colonies. So our French uh, history or our French or our black influence in French history. There we go. As well as uh irish influence as well because as we had discussed uh in the jones chronicles before i started to just segue this one directly focused on history is that there is a lot of uh, integration there particularly when it comes to early american history due to the fact that you know black uh derogatory those terminologies were associated with irish just as much as they were associated with africans or african-americans so the divide between blacks and the irish is written by noel ignative he published this in 2010 Uh, The Irish who immigrated to America in the 18th and 19th centuries were fleeing caste oppression and a system of landlordism, that is quite the word to say, that made the material conditions of the Irish peasant comparable to those of an African or an American slave. The penal laws regulated every aspect of Irish life and established Irish Catholics as an oppressed race you do not know too much about the penal laws uh it's huge in the history of ireland it's a series of laws imposed to attempt to force irish catholics and to a lesser extent um protestants and quakers to accept the church of ireland the established church of ireland which is more protestant which led to a lot of uh a lot of civil and radicalized wars between the two continents that's a whole other long history to go through but that is a very very short insight into that Um, anticipating judge roger b taney's famous dictum in the dred scott decision on two occasions officials with judiciary authority in ireland declared that the law does not suppose any such person to exist as an irish roman catholic when they first began arriving here america in large numbers the irish were in the words of mr dooley a character created by journalist finley peter dune given a shovel and told to start digging up the place as if they owned it 
on the rail beds the and canals they labored for low wages under dangerous conditions in the south they were occasionally employed where it did not make sense to risk the life of a slave as they came to cities they were crowded into districts that became centers of crime vice and disease i'm sure most have seen well maybe not most but at least heard of the gangs of new york or the yeah the gangs of new york famous leonardo dicaprio movie uh actually wasn't too bad either i remember enjoying it but uh of course that story changed when you get into tamney hall and all of that corruption but that's also another story for another time but it's interesting to know that a slave's life was valued because there's profit there there's something that was bought there there's something that you're trying to keep uh, in relatively good shape for the benefit of what a slave would offer african-americans in particular uh, because they can get out there in that fucking heat in any weather and and work fucking very hard so that was considered a commodity versus irish that were considered less than a commodity than even a slave they commonly found themselves thrown together with free negroes blacks and the irish fought each other and the police socialized and occasionally intermarried and developed a common culture of the lowly they also both suffered the scorn of those better situated along with jim crow and jim dandy the drunken belligerent and foolish patrick and bridget were stock characters on the early stage if you do go back and look at most of those jim crow law era types of signs you'll see no blacks no irish and then i think the last one is like no pets or something but we were pretty linked up together americans had a really uh hard time dealing with uh, or had a distrust of catholic uh, catholics in general but particularly irish catholics because they they um like that that was the biggest um hang up with jfk getting him getting elected i think he is the still the only irish catholic president to be elected or the catholic president to be elected because of the huge suspicion of then you know they'll somehow collude with the pope and (laughs) americans are fucking weird uh in antebellum america it was speculated that if racial um why you want me to say this amalgamation was ever to take place it will begin between those two groups as we know things turned out otherwise so they expected us to rise up against them but instead unfortunately which is really pretty sad and i think a lot of irish americans forget this particular part of history uh they used their lighter skin to their advantage and and really tried to uh, assimilate and thus turn their backs on black americans that were in the same lower class to to uplift their class of society and that's not from the article that is from me in 1841 60,000 irish in ireland issued an address to their counter uh, compatriots in america calling upon them to join the abolitionists in the struggle against slavery six months after the address the abolitionist william lloyd garrison wrote that they may be the saddest words ever written about the irish dysphoria even to this hour not a single irishman has come forward either publicly or privately 
to express his approval of the address or to avow his determination to abide by its sentiments what explains the attitude of people whose experience in ireland and the united states one might have thought would predispose them to sympathy with all victims of slavery and racial oppression it was not the inevitable consequence of blind historic forces still less of biology but of choices made among available alternatives in 1834 a mostly irish mob in philadelphia rampaged through the black district by the time they subsided two black people were killed and many beaten two churches and upwards of 20 homes were laid to waste their contents looted or destroyed a committee appointed to investigate the riot identified as a principal cause the belief that some employers were hiring black workers over whites such events were common at the time no less a witness than abraham lincoln warned in 1837 that quote accounts of outrages committed by mobs formed the everyday news of the times black workers had traditionally been an important part of the waterfront workforce in new york philadelphia and other northern cities as well as baltimore charleston new orleans and other southern ports in 1850 irish laborers in new york demanded the dismissal of a black laborer who was working alongside them so it becomes a dominance game uh, the same type of dominance game that was pre disposition in there i mean that's just what society does it's sad right it's always got to be a hierarchy and the fact that they at least were quote-unquote white meant that they had a high or should be given a hierarchy over the black americans that were in those low positions already to change the the pendulum as it will and because so many came over due to the irish fame famine they were a huge voting majority in states whereas black americans as you know were not allowed the right to vote during the strike of 1852 and again in 1855 1862 and 1863 irish longshoremen battled black workers who had been brought in to take their places the underlying cause of the new york riot of 1863 misnamed the draft riot was the employment of black workers on the docks according to one historian in philadelphia as in new york irish gangs not only drove blacks out of jobs they also served as surrogate unions and you get tammany hall which is exactly how they maintain their power there the race riot of 1849 and the longshore strike of 1851 were simply different tactical phases of the same struggle in august 1862 a large uh, largely irish mob in brooklyn attacked the black employees chiefly women and children who were working in a tobacco factory the mob having driven the black employees to the upper stories of the building then set the fire to the first floor then set fire to the first floor the factory was allowed to reopen only when the employer promised to dismiss the negroes and hire irish irish attitudes toward the free negro in the north led them to oppose abolition in 1838 an irish mob burned just completed pennsylvania hall built by subscription to serve as a center for abolitionist meetings meetings <laughs> it was not that the irish supported slavery 
They would have been happy to see slavery abolished, provided all the black folks could have been kept on the plantations or shipped out of the country altogether. Does that not sound familiar? I don't know why that's uh like, well, just go back home. Just just go back to where you were forcibly removed and and or keep them where they are and then they're fine. That's not <laughs> that's just slavery with a few extra steps. Since uh such an outcome could not be guaranteed throughout the 19th century they were solid supporters of the democratic party remember that was the party that was pro-slavery which before the civil war protected slavery in the south and after the war sought to restrict the rights of the free people some appointed to competition for jobs as the cause of irish animosity towards blacks but in the wage system all workers compete for jobs it is not free competition that leads to enduring animosity but its absence the competition among irish and black laborers failed to lead to unity because it did not take place under normal labor market conditions that was uh, but was distorted by the color line however much of the irish were opposed as a race in ireland and exploited as workers in america once landed in boston new york or philadelphia they enjoyed one marked advantage over refugees from southern slavery no one was chasing them with dogs run so kind of going back to the original statement i was um alluding to earlier it became a a matter of there is a color line here and at least we're on that color line now the irish do have a huge long history of oppression themselves so coming over to america and having that slight advantage was so much to them so much and while it's easy of course to sit back in the 21st century and go well you know (laughs) it should have been better this that and the other thing because there were people that were i mean that that's one of, we always want to say the times were the times yes they were the times but you always find people in the times that defined or defied the status quo you know not every person who signed the the uh emancip or not the the oh jesus i can't even think of declaration of independence was a slave owner so they'd be like well everybody was a slave no everybody wasn't a slave owner john adams wasn't a slave owner um his wife was but he wasn't there are more people that 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 were against slavery and actually you know just didn't own slaves and they had just as much of a voice uh in society than some of the other folks so to, to act like it was the norm it was the norm but to say that that's the only way that's not true but there also is the testament to the fact that people will react to the times and in the only way i mean if you're sitting and you're suffering in a one bedroom and you know it it moralistically we are people are i should say are slippery slopes when you are in a destitute hunger starvation um poverty those that's where you have crime that's why crime is so high in those particular places because when you have little to lose what is morality to you then some people they do have that integrity but it's not to say that 
I can't understand someone looking at their child on a dirt floor you know have had four babies and three of them have died from diphtheria because you live in an unsanitary condition that that's not going to somehow distort your thinking of your moralistic code I guess that's where I'm saying I'm not saying it's right I'm saying it's wrong I'm saying I see how it happens no matter how I feel about how it happened does that make sense what's truly sad is the kkk which is a more um kids people don't know scottish uh <laughs> it's it's a scottish irish it's, it's complicated but it also shows very deeply the ignorance of uh the kkk in itself i mean i've always said racism is ignorant but the funny thing is kkk is anti-catholic which irish are catholics so it's weird that the kkk is has a lot of uh scottish irish code in it but it is in itself against the very people it supposedly is upholding yeah it's like sending a reporter out to a trump rally and asking them a question and then getting the answer and you're like um what you stupid inferiority can it can um can definitely drive people to drive to want to become the superiority it's why so many white americans so fear black people taking over you know all the jobs and this and government you know they feel that superiority once it's lost then the cycle shall repeat itself and that's not to say it wouldn't but i also think that it's proven in this country at least that that and pretty much all over the else the rest of the world quite frankly uh that that's not that that's not the case that just just because that's your story unfortunately doesn't mean it's uh it's meant or going to be the story if the roles were reversed and if that's what you truly feel then what then take a good look at your own fucking life and history and take some accountability there don't be acting so shocked and surprised then when a black person is like black lives matter um i don't understand why you say that all lives should matter okay he continues in his article in less of my rant a few years back i was a guest on a radio call-in show one of the callers identifying himself as irish american asked if we made it why couldn't they meaning black people what most appalled me about his question more than the willful ignorance it showed of how the white skin privilege system had operated was his belief that he had quote made it if his experience was like that of most quote-unquote white working class americans making it meant a job he hated and was afraid to lose a house that was falling down around him and two weeks vacation a year spent either fixing it up or breathing noxious fumes on a highway clogged with motor vehicles on their way to stand in line at an amusement park in the company of a spouse with whom he has nothing in common and children who hate him. Oh my God, that was the best drag I've heard in my life. <laughs> That was, so, that was so fucking 
brings so much so much clarity to something you know they, 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 we can make it we could just go out there and make it not like uh you know the whole entire government system decided public housing is where we're gonna segregate people it's not like banks don't give loans like we didn't institutionalize it's not like we had voting rights like what kind of it <laughs> as he stated the willful ignorance of this person to ask such a stupid question um not only that it's just um what are you really comparing it to right at least at least when you had those lower society families there was a sense of community a sense of care a sense of leisure a sense of something more than this fucking um system that really is purely defined by a lot of really other fucked up things like the fact that women are chattels or broodmares for the state and shouldn't have an idea in their minds other than to mind the damn house and me and whom I can rape as a person and have no consequences. Like that's the whole thing, right? We're chasing this whole white idea as if that somehow is other than the fact that you get some perks and life doesn't mean you're having a happy life you're just having an easier life uh, he finishes imagine how different the outcome might have been or had uh, been had his Irish ancestors chosen to act differently a century ago uh, he also has titled an article entitled a book uh, how the Irish became white which you can purchase on uh, Amazon I think i am going to purchase that book for 21 bucks and uh the link to this article will definitely be below so i thought that was a good insight as someone from the culture speaking that's one thing i like i don't want i'm like with bill burr don't <laughs> don't write a fucking article about how rich men are pigs if you're a woman because you don't know what it's like to have a dick uh you know i don't want to read a book about a man telling me about pregnancy or what it's like to have a pussy i don't want that <laughs> i want to hear from those that stand and live in their truth so i don't think we're going to get to this other article and quite frankly it doesn't actually mesh well with uh the fact that i'm talking about black and irish and then just moving over to france as if that isn't a whole i can go on and on about that as well so we'll stick with um black and irish history by finishing up with an article of five facts you likely didn't know about irish black history month written by faida jailer yes irish black history month is a thing as you may or may not know during the month of october black history month is celebrated in several countries around the world and one of those countries is ireland Irish Black History Month first began in Cork in 2010, although it wasn't until 2014 that it was consolidated as a nationwide event. It was facilitated by a network of groups who worked together through Africa Irish Development Initiatives to host a series of events in celebration of the African Irish community. Oh my God! Wow! Oh my God! I absolutely did not know this at all not even a little bit so here we are learning together 
that's what I like so let's discuss the the four or five facts that she wants us to know number one Tony Small you might be interested to know that one of the earliest accounts of a black presence on mainland Ireland was that of Tony Small a freed formerly enslaved African-American who had saved the Irish aristocrat Lord Edward Fitzgerald if the name Lord Edward Fitzgerald rings a bell it's because he was the Irish aristocrat who famously abandoned his esteemed position as an Irish parliamentarian and a veteran soldier in the British army in order to fight for Irish independence Lord Edward Fitzgerald had fought on the side of the British in the American Revolutionary War and gravely wounded had been rescued by an escaped enslaved man called Tony Smalls after the Battle of Utah Springs from then on Tony became Lord Fitzgerald's servant and accompanied him to Ireland in 1786 Tony's portrait was painted by artist John Roberts which you can see linked in this article that I will have in the show notes number two the black siren long before there was the incredible Whitney Houston or the imitatable Aretha Franklin there was another black songstress superstar her name was Rachel Baptiste Rachel was a black Irish singer and musician known as the black siren from 1750 to 1775 she performed throughout Ireland and organized numerous concerts with her husband fellow musician known only as Mr. Crow over her 25 year career Rachel performed for audiences across Ireland including for the Irish dramatic dramatist John O'Keefe who described her as being received with great delight by the audience number three frequented by abolitionists something I did know at the height of the transatlantic slave trade ireland was visited by a number of well-known former enslaved people turned abolitionists including aluda i may be saying that wrong uh equiano charles lennox raymond and frederick douglas um Alato, <laughs> I'm not gonna say that right. Alato Equiano was a Nigerian British abolitionist and writer and one of the key members of the Sons of Africa movement. His biography, in which he recounted his lived experiences of slavery, helped pass legislation in the UK abolishing the slave trade. Equiano visited Dublin and Belfast in the ni- er, in 1790s, as well as other countries around Ireland where he said he was very kindly received. Charles Lennox Riemann was an activist and abolitionist from Massachusetts. Uh, In 1841, he embarked on a tour of the UK and Ireland to raise awareness of the horrors of slavery and raise support for the abolitionist movement, both in the US and the UK. In Dublin, his lectures were said to draw large crowds actually makes that first part of our story uh you know rather sad that the irish and american didn't speak out even though their own countrymen did and last but by no means least in 1845 the iconic african-american abolitionist and author frederick Douglass spent four months in ireland which he described as transformative he even referred to himself as the black o'connell a reference to the revered irish catholic emancipator daniel o'connell whom he met during his time there 
Former U.S. President Barack Obama commented on this historical meeting when he visited Ireland in 2011. Number four, Africans in the Irish language. Part of Ireland's rich cultural heritage is the Irish language, which black residents have learned and actively fought to preserve. One famous example is Osam Tassani, who was a South African expat living in Ireland at the beginning of the 20th century. He was notable for speaking fluid Irish and being the first known person of African origin to speak the Galway Gaeltacht dialect of Irish. He was listed in the 1911 census as living in Galway. Nowadays, the Irish radio presenter Ola Majek called me who is a passionate irish language activist hosts a radio show afra air on radio uh not life i think so or radian life uh 106.4 fm in which she features music by african and afro irish artists in 2020 she was voted onto the board of Farasna Gaelic, the public body responsible for the promotion of the Irish language throughout Ireland. That's pretty cool. And number five, the first black Miss Ireland. History was made in 2021 when Pamela Uba became the first black woman to be crowned Miss World Ireland. Born in South, oh damn, she's gorgeous. Born in South Africa to Nigerian parents in 1996, she moved to Ireland age seven. Pamela went on to study medical science at undergraduate level before earning a master's degree in clim- clinical chemistry. She worked as a med- medicinal scientist at University Hospital Galway. Pamela being crowned Miss Ireland 2021 is significant because she is the first black woman in Ireland's history to win. Before her in 2019, Guala O'Reilly became the first black um, woman to represent ireland internationally and to compete in the miss universe pageant and there is a link to learn more because there is a freedom is mine youtube channel that the author has linked in the article as well this of course is just a snippet of history between uh the black and irish culture there's so much more to delve into to learn about which we will continue to do um in the week i think next uh next week we're going to go ahead and discuss a little black history in france and their colonies in particular i think we all know about haiti but there's a lot more to be discussed there um and i look forward to that if you have any suggestions articles you wrote one that you want me to read anything like that hey drop it into blackercouch at gmail.com even if you want to just comment below on the podcast you can do that as well or if you have topics that you want to hear about or hear researched definitely let me know i am down for all things knowledge uh my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease black or magic